Welcome to Cabin Minute Cast. The scenario has been chosen. The ritual has begun. We are ready to appease the old gods one <laughs> fabulously disastrous minute at a time. <laughs> I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. Hey, and I'm Molly Balin of LittleRedMark.com. And in today's episode, we're covering minute 60 of the movie, The Cabin in the Woods. And in this minute, Kurt finds out the ravine he is jumping with his dirt bike has a bit of a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) I love this minute. It made me laugh so hard every single time from the first time I saw it until this time. And I'm sure into the future. (laughs) It's so good. It's so, so good. The special effect was worth every penny. So good. Dana kisses Kurt on the cheek, truly like he's about to go do something, you know, heroic. Holden says, don't hold back. And Kurt half laughs, says, never do. And then he he backs up. He makes the run. The music is soaring. He makes the jump. He's flying through the air. (laughs) Smack a doodle doo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh goodness! So yeah, we have to we have to chat a little bit about the force wall that pops up. So uh, as we mentioned a little bit in in last minute, we were treated to a tease of this when these guys went through the tunnel initially, and there was a beautiful free free soaring eagle that smacked right into the force wall and pretty much bounced off of it. And yeah, was not expecting that, obviously. And Kurt was not expecting a hexagon force wall here either. And uh, he he hits it and he hits it hard. The sound that it makes when he hits was really surprising to me, you know, reviewing the minute for the the first time and just the, the smack is just actually like <laughs> jumped from it because it's just... It's so hard and and the way he just falls and and for and I counted how many times he bounces off the wall <laughs> on the way down and it's nine. <laughs> the fucker bounces nine times off that wall before it just poof, dissipates into darkness. Yeah, I love it because it's a total road runner. <laughs> minute, you know, where where he does that and he does the bouncing, it totally reminds me of the coyote chasing the road runner runner and then getting, you know, falling or doing all of his pratfalls and all of his crazy shit that happens. And I think it just mm-hmm. like the the way it hits and the light against the wall, it's a great effect. And like you said, the sound is really good. It's almost like hitting glass in a way or something really mm. kind of tingy. It's and then mm-hmm. the light as as Dana and Holden are in complete shock and they're looking down. You see the light, you know, Dana (laughs) yells, no, you know, but then it's just so comical the way he keeps bouncing (laughs) and the light is hitting the hexagons. And then as uh, we get a shot from uh, kind of behind them, you see the light kind of flew 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 you know on every time up from the ravine every single time he hits the wall it's just fucking funny as fuck <laughs> oh my god it's hysterical and it's just so 
built up to be this wonderful thing and the music and, you know, him soaring through the air and you're like, oh, he's just, he's so majestic. He's so heroic. Bam, just, just smacks it hard. Just, and the explosion off the wall is incredible. It's a really amazing effect. And as you're saying, with lighting up the hexagon, this kind of honeycomb effect, you know, when he hits it and then he just sort of... Just- <laughs> peels off of it it's just it's wrong and it's shocking and it's hysterical all at the same time totally yeah i mean i'm just watching it over and over again it's like his (laughs) his shirt is kind of billowing from behind and you know yeah like he's he's caught quite a bit of air you know and then you're just not Mm -hmm. expecting it because it's that wall is invisible even Mm -hmm. if you remember that that happened to the eagle there's just something that you just believe in you know that he's just gonna make it and heroic speech and all yeah it's just a big smash and Mm -hmm. then he's upside down and him he and that (laughs) oh my god you guys if you haven't done this yet i swear just Give yourself the joy and the pleasure of pausing, <laughs> pausing over and over again through this and just kind of watching all the it just it looks so realistic as he's he's tumbling mm-hmm. down that thing, him and the motorcycle oh together as a team. Yeah, it's kind of like if you've ever spent some time on YouTube watching wipeout videos or people just with hilarious fails, like they're jumping off the roof of their house onto a trampoline and miss it and just totally. biff it. It's that it's that kind of that satisfaction of like, oh my god. I believe just... they call it an oh, epic you're... fail. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the definition of an epic fail. This is totally an epic fail. Oh my god. But I love how they just rip hope from you here. And that's the other part of it that I just laugh about is we were so hopeful and they just yank it away in the most hilarious and depressing way that you think these kids are going to, you know, something's going to happen. There's going to be some ray of light for these guys. And, and no, no, (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't make it. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. And then Holden is trying to comprehend what happened. He's just sort of looking in shock and he says, it, it hit, he hit something. There's nothing. What did he hit? And Dana, she gets what Marty got a bit when he was in his room and he found the, um, the surveillance equipment. She gets this moment of clarity. She doesn't say Marty was right, but she might as well have. She says, <laughs> she says, puppeteers. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she should say yeah. Marty's right. <laughs> I'm like, girl, you're being selfish right now. And she's like, oh, it's puppeteers. Oh, now it's well, puppeteers. Well, I feel like she's saying it like she's <laughs> echoing him. Puppeteers, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't think she's yeah. taking credit for it. I think she's like hearkening back to what Marty said. That's kind of mm. how I took it. Mm. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I just give credit where credit's due, girl. <laughs> I feel like if there was a I'm thought being, bubble being... over her head, it would say, Marty was right? <laughs> Puppeteers. Yeah, Marty was right. So the because we're talking about this very particular and very lovely special effect, I did do a little bit of research about the visual effects companies that were hired 
for Cabin in the Woods. And there were two in particular, and one was called Rhythm and Hughes Studio. Uh, The other one is called Perpetual Motion. And I'll talk about Perpetual Motion later on in our our podcast journey. But uh, I was going to talk a little bit about the company Rhythm and Hughes. And Rhythm and Hughes is, wow, a powerhouse. John Hughes, who is now the, there's a little bit of uh, an, an interesting background with Rhythm and Hughes because there was a, a new company that was started by John Hughes, who was there for 26 years. Um, it's now called PhD. So he's now with Helena Packer and, and Kevin Donovan. But Rhythm and Hughes is pretty noteworthy because it has a very photorealistic character animation visual effects department and you know does a lot of very, very stylized work. They uh, won an award Oscar for Life of Pi. They won an Emmy for Game of Thrones for Outstanding Special wow. Visual Effects. So they've done they've done quite a bit of work. And I'm going to read a couple of the <laughs> Waterworld. <laughs> Waterworld's one of them. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, before you get into that, you said Life of Pi. And yes. I don't know about you, but did you did you see that uh, when it came out? I did not see Life of Pi. So I saw it in the theater and I saw it in 3D. Mm. And I don't seek out movies in 3D. Like that's not a a selling point to me. I usually Mm. pass. But I knew that it was supposed to be, you know, a feast for the eyes. And and it was, you know, a lot of visual effects. So I did it. I I did it. (laughs) I did it. I went to see it in 3D with a friend of mine. And it's so immersive and so realistic um, and so uh, it's so effective as a 3D mm-hmm. movie that it that when you're out in the ocean uh, surrounded by darkness and the stars and then there's all this intense kind of stuff that happens out there, it's almost overwhelming. Like I had mm-hmm. to close my eyes sometimes because it was so wow. <laughs> overwhelmingly. It was interesting too, because I thought afterwards, like everybody's going to be talking about this. And I don't know if like not as many people saw it in 3D or, you know, my friend, she was like burying her head in my shoulder because she was overwhelmed by the magnitude of it and the just wow. the intensity. So uh, um Yeah. I mean, any part that they had in that, it definitely there was so much realistic stuff that happened with the tiger and other animals and everything. So anyways, yeah, that's and of course, Game of Thrones, there's a lot of very realistic, even though there's a lot of fantasy, there's a lot of real realness to the things they feel, you know, like they have weight and they have, Mm. you know, that they're there and as real as they could be. Yeah, they use their own. They did use their own proprietary software for, they do use their proprietary software. So that's pretty amazing that they, they've basically developed their own software jam to do what they do, which is pretty, pretty impressive. But yeah, they've been around for a, a long time and have done a, a huge profound body work. The other thing that was kind of interesting, a little bit sad, but they had filed for chapter 11 bankruptcy three months after Life of Pi was released. Oh, wow. Yeah. They had to lay off like 254 people. But yeah, they've done, um, shout out to Batman at 89 and uh, <laughs> they've done, they did Batman Forever. They did Waterworld. They were known for the Babe movies. So they did Babe and then Babe Pig in the City, did Batman and Robin, uh, Green Mile, Stuart Little, X-Men, the original X-Men, 
they did Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, Planet of the Apes, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's wow. Stone. Shout out to a lot of yeah. our movies by Minutes people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Men in Black 2, Daredevil, uh, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, Elektra, Chronicles of Narnia, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, Superman Returns, X-Men Last Stand, uh, Golden Compass, Incredible Hulk, The A-Team, <laughs> uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning That's Thief. a mouthful. <laughs> Jesus, H. Christ. Uh, you saying it. X-Men First Class, Django Unchained, of course, The Cabin in the Woods, Life of Pi, which we talked about, The Hunger Games. The Fallout, Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters, 300, Rise of an Empire, and X-Men Days of Future Past. So they've done quite a bit of superhero work, too. So Cool. No, I'm glad yeah. you uh, delved a little deeper into those those guys. That's, that's great stuff. And we always want to shine a light on um, people that do great things, especially if they, uh, you know, need a little extra light shined upon them because they may not be getting the, the props and certainly the yeah i mean bankruptcy that sounds crazy when you hear that list yeah. of of huge blockbusters that they worked on <laughs> right so yeah it makes you wonder like what exactly happened there that yeah that that went down so yeah this this is a really entertaining minute but yeah even though there is some dialogue it's really mostly about what you see and then what you hear like you said the swell of the music and then just the <laughs> how you how the minute plays out from hero moment to <laughs> downfall and then <laughs> to realization we really go on a journey in this minute <laughs> good lord is there anything else particular to this minute you want to talk about or point out before we move on to our friday recommendations no, I feel like I covered it. Awesome. Well, happy Friday, everybody. And uh, happy whatever day it is, whenever you're listening to this beyond the Friday that we <laughs> <laughs> post it. I was thinking about how it's kind of common for podcasters to to um, say something like, you out there on your treadmill or taking a walk or doing your dishes or whatever. And, and I always think like, God, yeah, I do listen to podcasts while I'm doing dishes, but I actually listen to podcasts so much that it's pretty much any time nobody else is around. <laughs> I'm switching between music and podcasts and Netflix, as you guys have probably figured out by now. But anyways, I saw a really funny movie the other night and I wanted to point it out because it's it kind of just passed me by. I didn't give it that much thought because um, it seemed like something that would be more for people a little bit younger than me and just a goofball comedy. But Brian was like, you know what? Let's check it out because it's got a lot of people we like in it and it just looks like it could be a lot of fun. So uh, we watched and really enjoyed Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. <laughs> and so I really recommend it. Like, is there some crude humor? Yes. But there's a lot of really solid jokes. There's some great physical comedy and um, just good acting, good comedic acting. And um, so Adam Devine and Zac Efron are the two, the Mike and Dave, and they're basically the 20 something guys who need to, you know, act a little more mature and get to their sister's wedding and not ruin it for her because they're always like doing everything so balls out that they always like 
turn every party into a, a disaster. And so there's a whole, you know, montage at the beginning of different events that they're at and, and them turning, you know, basically catching on fire, you know, like just going to the nth <laughs> degree. So, um, you know, that's the premise is that their sister's going to have a destination wedding and they need to find respectable dates and bring them comedy ensues. But the um, the dates that they find, this isn't really a spoiler because you can figure this out from a trailer, are uh, played by Aubrey Plaza, the wonderful Aubrey Plaza and and Anna Kendrick, who I love. They're both just lovable ladies and they play really great, super strong, super funny parts. Stephen Root plays the dad. I love Stephen Root. Then other supporting characters that really stood out, Alice Wetterland, the comedy, well, she's a podcaster and a comedian and a writer and all sorts of stuff. But uh, And then Mm. also Kumail Nanjiani plays a really fucking hilarious part in this. Oh, my God. (laughs) And uh, Mark Maron even makes a, a little cameo eugene cordero's in there so a lot of little comedy and podcast kind of cameos and stuff are plopped in there so nicole byers in there i mean these are stephanie allen these are all like these are improv people and so it's one of those where you can you know you're hearing really great jokes and going like oh i can't wait to hear the blooper reel at the end and there is one and so yeah it's a little crude but really really funny so i recommend mike and dave need wedding dates (laughs) and let's see where can you find it you know what i didn't look it up and i don't know where brian found it so it's probably available on uh you know, wherever you download, you know, like uh, iTunes and stuff like that. I bet you could get it. Nice. It looks. Yeah, funny. it is. It's funnier than I thought it was going to be. It was I was really mm. laughing my ass off the whole time. And there is a really great <laughs> ATV s- s- scene that's really, really oh, entertaining. No. So give give it a whirl. Nice, nice, nice. Cool, cool, cool. So my recommendation is a animated TV program called Archer. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And, oh, my God, Archer is fucking hilarious. So the premise behind Archer, and there really isn't a grounded timeline for it, which is kind of interesting. So it has elements of Cold War in it. So basically, it's like a spy show. So uh, Sterling Archer is the main character, and Archer is kind of a James Bondish character, but he's kind of a dick. So he's kind of a bro. He's kind of a dick, but he bumbles through these crazy missions and he just ends up working out for him. And he's a raging alcoholic and he works for this covert spy organization that is headed by his mother, who's also like an, an old spy, basically, and who's also a raging alcoholic. And he has kind of a keeper a butler named Woodhouse and Woodhouse is, you know, the, the classic British, you know, Alfred, you know, butler type, but you know, he doesn't exactly treat Woodhouse very well, but Woodhouse is kind of sketchy. And uh, he has an on again, off again, girlfriend who carries a uh, twin tech nines, who is amazing. And who also is in the, uh, the, the spy program with him. So his on again, off again, girlfriend's name is Lana. And then there is uh, Ray who is in and out of a wheelchair, but who's also a spy. And then there's Cyril Figgis who has a brief relationship with Lana, the girlfriend, but he's like an accountant, but also goes on missions with them. And then there's Pam who is a street fighter and she, 
<laughs> uh, she's the the office manager and and will go on on missions. And then the secretary is Cheryl, who comes from like a fabulous amount of money, and that factors in. So that's the the basic set of people. And then there's uh, Krieger, who is a Hitler clone, who is like the the doctor who you know comes up with all of their spy gear and they go on varying missions. And so the first few seasons you know, kind of like a basic storyline of antagonists and crazy pop culture references and them being ridiculous on these missions. And then they got thematic. So there's Archer Vice and Archer Dreamland, and those have slightly different tones to them and and kind of take off a little bit from, from the norm, which is kind of an interesting thing that they do. So there's like, I think they're entering in the ninth season. It's on FX. So you can, you know, catch it on Netflix. You can catch it if you've got the cable jam going, but it is really quite delightful and, and was just laugh out loud. I mean, you know, it's got, it, it got a little spotty kind of in the middle, but it's, it's really fantastic so if you haven't checked it out you should yeah and just just uh i'm definitely a fan of it and brian's a huge fan it's also dark i mean just so people know like the comedy is black it's definitely like goes over the top which (laughs) is great if you're into that kind of thing but it's kind of good to know like it's definitely adult you said that i think but it's definitely an adult uh animated (laughs) series Yeah, don't watch this shit with your kids unless your kids are like 17 or something. But yeah, it's definitely it's like drug humor and and stuff that's really like, woo, yeah, like it's it's rough. Oh, and if you liked Arrested Development, yeah, uh, you'll recognize Len Trexler is the dad from Arrested Development. And then the mom from Arrested Development is uh, Mallory Archer, who is Sterling Archer's mom. And so that is Jessica Walter, who who plays her. So you'll recognize her voice right off the top. And she kind of, the character kind of looks like her a little bit in real life too. And so you're going to see a whole lot of arrested development mom for that and that character. And that's, you know, she's just boozy and careless and kind of wonderful in that way. Yeah. And then um, H. John Benjamin is Archer and he's also Bob from Bob's Burgers. So if you're familiar yes. with that. And Aisha yep. Tyler is, um, what did you say her name was? His Lana, Lana, Lana King. Yeah, yes. she's also a great comedian and another podcaster. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Yep. Adam Reed, who uh, developed it, is is the voice for Ray Gillette. So <laughs> yeah, it's interesting too because it says for season eight that the music is going to be done by J.G. Thurwell, and he actually did music for one of my other favorite animated shows which is uh, the Venture Brothers, which I loved. But then he's been around for so long that he actually played music under the name of Fetus back in like the (laughs) the 80s, 70s. Yeah, 81, 82. Yeah. So that's where I knew him from that, which is back in the (sighs) Einstein de Neubauten, like early industrial music from like the 80s kind of world so yeah so anyways (laughs) that's definitely a tangent but uh (laughs) if you're familiar with like nurse with wound and lydia lunch and uh Mm -hmm. people of that ilk (laughs) i guess he's he's gonna be doing the music for the late most recent season so that's that's kind of cool jg Thurwell, he's really interesting guy so Awesome. Sold. Any man who uh, 
<laughs> went by fetus as a name like 30 years ago is doing the music for archer i'm like fuck yeah i'm in let's do this and if for some reason you guys haven't seen venture brothers venture brothers is also got a throwback vibe to it very 1960s stuff and that is an incredibly creative weird wacky awesome animated series also cool so i'll just Plop that on top. Little cherry on top of that Sunday. Well, shall we bid adieu to Kurt? I mean, I guess this is it, right? This is my That's my it. Kurt, baby. Bye, Kurt. Thank you for just being here and being hot and sorry you were a dick for a while, but you know, thanks for playing. Yeah. <laughs> See you in the next Avengers movie and the next Thor movie and mm-hmm. the next uh, I think he's gonna show up in one of the future uh star treks again too so yeah yeah cry not for kurt for he is swimming in cash and ladies so or just one. <laughs> uh, all right well yeah thanks for going all along on this journey we're up to a full 60 minutes of this movie we've got a uh, surprise special guests coming up around the corner real quick and I think that's about it for me. Yeah. So uh, come check us out at CabinMinuteCast.com or CabinMinuteCast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that jam. So thank you guys for showing up for another week of Cabin Minute Cast, and we will see you back at the cabin. 